Luke 9, it says, then he called, verse 1, then he called 12 disciples together and he gave them power. He gave them what? Power, power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Right. Now right there, that ought to indicate that there's a problem. I mean, obviously we know there's a problem long before that, but he doesn't send them out with lint in his pocket. He doesn't, you know, if your if your mama if you would send your mama would send you to the store to get a gallon of milk years ago, of course you'd never do that now. Send your kid down the street. But maybe we'll have such a great outpouring that that'll come back. Wouldn't that be great? It's happened like in 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 Wales. It happened where the power of God was put on such display that they couldn't even leave their lift their pints of beer off of the bar. It happened that the power of God came so strong in a region that people, they had to reduce their police force. In some places, they didn't even have a police force because they didn't need them anymore. Because there wasn't any crime because people were saved and on fire and going to church. Could that happen again? Yes, it can. And it could happen here. We need to lift our sights, lift our eyes. Come on, God can do it in this place. He can Meanwhile, it hasn't happened just yet. So you'd be sure to watch after your children, know where they're at, know who their friends are. Uh, years ago, we had a general store where I lived for a number of years in a place called Sagaponic. Sagaponic, what a name of a town. And it had a, a general store and a one-room schoolhouse. And it was no and a post office attached to the general store, and it was no problem to walk with my blue tick coonhound down to the, down to the, the general store and, and get some molasses. They they had molasses in barrels. It was like one of my favorite things to do is just to get a, you know, a little dip of molasses. It's just amazing. Now, my mama sent me to go get milk at the general store. She didn't send me with nothing. Actually, you could you could give them your name, and they had a you had a you could write your name down. But I mean, if you if you went into the store, if the Lord told you to go in and get a gallon of milk, you think He sends with no money? He doesn't send you. He's going to give you what you need. The same is true here. He sends out the twelve, and He gives them money. He gives some power is what I'm talking about. He gives him the ability to overcome sickness, disease, overcome the power of darkness. You have power. Say, I have power. Look at that. The wind blew the pages of my Bible. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. Why did he send them? He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Why did he send them? To preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Why did he send you? And heal the sick. Wow. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor bag nor bread nor money. And do not have tunics of two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there. And from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake the dust off of your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Amen. Verse 7. 
Now Herod the tetrarch, tetrarch, tetrarch heard all that was being done by him. It's capitalized, talking about the Lord. And he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead. Now he had gone ahead and killed John, Jezebel, by another name, his wife. Took the head of the prophet. That's what that spirit tries to do. And they thought that maybe he had risen again and been like Jesus was John reincarnated or something. I mean, he's totally freaked out. Herod said, John, I have beheaded. But who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him. And it talks about the feeding of the 5,000. And in verse 18, Peter confesses that Jesus is to Christ. And uh, go to go to chapter 10 now. So he sends out the 12. You know, we are, we are a people, we are uh, called by God to be sent out. That, 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 that's what we do. We send people out. So, so I, I remember someone saying, well, years ago, they said, well, the Garmas had left us. And there was a, they went off to go and be in ministry in California. Some of you don't know who they are, but great couple. And they went off to do ministry in California. Now they've moved on to Kauai. And I remember when they were sent, somebody said, you know, that's like the second or third couple that have gone since I've been here in like two years. I can't stay here. I'm tired of seeing people leave. I thought, man, you're going to hate the kingdom. That, 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 that's how it works. We're an aircraft carrier. Are we going to send off more people? Yes. You're not allowed to go, though. All right. Not in the Come on. The truth is, all of us could be sent somewhere. And, and if God sends you, you want to go. If you don't want to be a went. You know what a went is? Does anybody know what a went is? It's not a sent. A went is you went. That doesn't even sound like, it sounds good. It sounds like, it doesn't sound good. What happened? I went. Oh, my gosh. You better clean yourself up. <laughs> what happened, dude? I went. Repent. There's people that are sent, and there's people that went themselves. You don't know, what you don't want to be a went. You want to be a sent. And I'm going to share just for a few moments, and then I'm going to allow for these guys to just share a little bit because their testimony is so powerful about how you all got married and how God saved you as a little girl in this place. And they're, they're being sent. We're sending you. This is the Lord. We're excited about it. Amen. Very excited. Rejoicing. Going to miss you. But you'll have to come back, and we'll go to see you and all of that. It's family. We're expanding our tent pegs. So look at this. Look at Luke 10. Come on, everybody say, I'm never going to win. Make sure you don't. Because sometimes you can't clean that up. After these things, he appointed, chapter 1, uh, chapter 10, verse 1, after these things, he appointed 70 others also and sent them out two by two. So in, in Luke 9, he sends them out two by two. There's two teams. So they go two by two. There's six teams, totaling how many? Six times two is, is 12. <laughs> Some of you are like, um. <laughs> I know I needed to do the same thing. Anyway. It gets a little more complicated here in, in Luke 10. 
because he's not sending out 12. He's sending out teams of two, and there's 70 of them. Wow. And he sends them out. There's this release of people that he's sending out. There's more work to do. That was like the beginning, two teams, six teams of two. Now he sends out 70 others. And he says to them in verse 2, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray ye, Lord of the harvest, that he would send out laborers into the harvest. That word is powerful. The result of the, the multiplication was the result of prayer. The release of people flowing in kingdom power is the result of prayer. The Greek word is ekbalo, to send them out. It's a very violent word. It even sounds like ekbalo. <laughs> it even sounds kind of violent. The multiplication comes in churches. The kingdom way is through prayer. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest. God, help us to send out more, even from this place. Help us. That's why we're here. If you ever, if you ever lose that, if you ever lose the, the, the vision of Jesus, of sending out, and you have lost it altogether. You don't want to stay in the side of become the frozen chosen of Alaska. You want to be sent. And, I, and you can be sent and still be here. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? I love what um, our brother was saying this morning. You know, if you, don't keep, if you don't flow, then you become dead on the inside. The greatest way I know to stay on fire is get out there and bring his love, bring his kingdom, bring his power, bring his healing to everybody you come in contact with. I, I remember taking a vacation. I figured this out. We were just talking with the, the diamonds about this. We, we took vacation to Colorado years and years ago. And so I'm, in, I'm, you know, I'm just relaxing, playing video games, reading a little bit, chilling out. Wasn't getting up for morning prayer. I wasn't preaching anywhere. After about five days go by, four or five days, I wake up and I'm like, man, I feel like I feel depressed. I mean, I just felt heavy. And I just like the Lord spoke to me and said, there is no vacation from bringing the kingdom. And I thought, I know that. And I thought, oh, I've, I've just been like eating food, watching TV, sleeping, and reading the comics. And I thought, i got to break out. I've got to, we can't stay in this place. This is bad. And I remember looking out of the window and seeing a young man in some park across the street, some school park. And I just thought, oh, he's getting saved. So I just like went straight out of the house, walked across the street, walked across the park, just came by him and said, hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? And I just introduced myself. The guy's like, and I shared the glorious love of Jesus, the gospel to him. Some miracle happened, I can't remember, it was regarding his kid. God just really touched him. And I walked away, set on fire. And I realized, my gosh, I've, I've been sent. You have been called to go. And it's really a result of prayer. This multiplication, this sending. And there's some instructions here that fit for us. Go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. <laughs> Lambs with Uzis. Carry neither bag nor money, knapsack, sandals. Greet no one along the road. That's interesting. It's this picture of an, it's like it's urgent. It's urgent. Get going. 
Go. Don't talk to anybody. Get, get, get going. Get out there. There's an urgency to the harvest. The same is true today. It's, there's an urgency. He says we enter house to house. He almost says the identical thing that he says in chapter 9. Verse 5. Whatever house you enter, say first peace to that house. If a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon it. Does anybody know what that means? You know what that means? Has anybody ever, don't raise your hand. <laughs> you ever walk into someone's house who's just, ha they're, they're fighting in the house. I mean, there's a lot of strife and it's domestic-y. I don't mean physical violence necessarily, but you can tell, like, the air is thick and it's not the presence of the Lord. It's kind of like, uh, awkward, something's wrong. And, they're, and they're, everybody's trying to be nice. Oh, hi, Mark. I'm so glad you're here. Does anybody know what that's like? The peace of God, the peace of God will rest on your heart and rest on a place when you enter in to it. If you'll, you, you actually have the, uh, the, the power from the Lord to release an atmosphere of peace. Listen, you have, a, you have the power from Jesus because of what he's done, his name, his, his blood, to speak peace in the midst of a storm and see the waves go flat. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but, but I challenge you to do it this week. I mean, if you walk into your home or you walk into a situation, one of the most powerful things you can do is to speak the gospel, declare the gospel. I've, I've gone into situations where I can, I can smell evil. And some of you know what I mean by that. I'm not, I'm not like saying, oh, figuratively. I mean, literally, I can smell evil. Feel evil. It's ugly. And in those environments, what's, what I've been taught by the Spirit and taught as I've been discipled, even as I'm discipling you, may you learn it, is you just declare the gospel. And I've walked into those things and said, whoa, Jesus, I thank you. You're on the, you're on the throne. You defeated hell, death, and the grave. Devil, I know that you know that I've got power. And I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. Peace. Be still. And you can find an atmosphere completely changed. Here he's talking about, you know, release your peace if it returns to you. In other words, I've tried to pray for people, and they don't want it. They don't want peace. They don't want anything of what I have. Well, then you can't have any. That's how that is. I remember a number of years ago, we were having a prophetic conference in Maui. I was pastoring on the island of Molokai. And all of our leaders, we sent 70-something people. I mean, the church is only about 100 people, 100, 125 people. We sent 70 of them back to the conference on another island. So that left the church with zero leaders, zero ushers, zero security, except me and Pastor Robert. I'll never forget. It was awesome. And we had 20 or 30 people show up on that Sunday morning. And one of the ladies that come, came, she wanted the prophetic word. We had a guest speaker, a prophet, Randy Leshner. And Randy comes in, and it was before I know what I know now. Some people are anointed to preach and, and, and keep you captivated and engaged, and other people are anointed to like, well, maybe not so much. Not that he wasn't anointed, he was just really long-winded. And it was before I learned about, you know, if I got up tonight and said, I'm going to give you the A through Z of the book of Ruth. And we're here, and I just got through C. 
and you had to go all the way to Z. His, his preaching was amazing, filled with meat, filled with revelation. But the people of Molokai are, are they're, they're amazing. They just don't want an intellectual demonstration. They don't want intellectual teaching. They, they want a demonstration. In fact, I want that too. Not the eloquency of speech. So he was going very deep, and I didn't give him guidelines. I just said, well, do whatever you want. So we're, he preaches for two hours. At about an hour and a half, this lady that came in who was new, who had this stick, she had this staff. And on the staff it said, God's five acres. And I'm not sure what that meant. And after about an hour, hour and a half, she, she says, hey, are you going to prophesy or what? And we're like, Whoa, and he says, uh, yeah, I am, not yet. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to usher, trying to do everything. He goes on for another, another 45 minutes. I think it was maybe 20 minutes later, she says, when are you going to prophesy over us, she says. And we had somebody next to her say, it's going to be okay, you know. And about 20 minutes after that, she just lost it. I was in the back of the church, and she picks up her stick. She was maybe two, three rows back in here somewhere, that kind of thing. She picks up her stick, and she says, for the love of God, she can't take it. <laughs> she picks up her stick, comes out, and is running at the prophet, who's frozen like a deer in the headlights. With this stick, she's like, and I'm She's going to crack his skull like a melon. And I was in a dead sprint from the back of the church. She turns and loose. I caught the stick right here. And the, and the prophet just didn't even flinch. And I thought, man, that's full of faith right there. I caught the stick, and there was this, there was this auntie there. And uh, she would be known uh, in Hawaiian as a titta. Very tough. You don't mess, you don't mess with these kind of aunties. Is anybody, oh yeah, they'll knock your teeth right down your throat. They're, 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 they're a unique group. Come on, can I get an amen? amen? So I caught the stick. By the time I turned around, I didn't need any security. We didn't need anybody armed because we had auntie. Auntie done jacked this lady straight off the ground, grabbed her by the arm, and she just saw, you leaving now. And she just ran her to the back. Well, I, I went with her. It sounded just like that, as a matter of fact. And so I went with them, and we went out the back door, and I just said something like, carry on, you know, and we went out the back. We go into the front of the church, and this lady's cursing. I've been here for two and a half hours, and I never, you never prophesied, and I came for a prophetic word. I said, stop, stop, stop. And she wouldn't stop. And I said, look, we're going to help you, but you've got you to gotta calm down. She said, I'm not going to calm down. I said, oh, actually, we have a devil, actually, is what we have now. And so I said, listen, you can be set free. And she kept barking and cursing at me. And I finally said, do you want to be set free? Yes or no? She said, I said, yes or no? Simple question, yes or no? She said, no. I said, then get off my property. Well, that, she was pretty shocked at that. And she said, are you, this is the church. I said, that's right, I'm the pastor. Get off now, unless you want to be set free. And she looked at me like, I said, oh, 
I've, I, and I've done this here, actually. We've had to do this again. Nine, watch this, nine, one, one. Watch, see, police, see? It's like you're going to be arrested right now. <laughs> Hi, we have a situation, you know? That's somebody who didn't want the peace. That's somebody who didn't want freedom. Somebody who didn't want to be delivered. Do you have to be so aggressive? Listen, Jesus flipped over tables. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to two-step with, with somebody who's got demon power and doesn't want to be set free. You say, what do you do? Well, you pray, but there's the, there, we're going to protect people. Amen. And, and God's sending us out. Understand that in the hand of God, there's blessing and cursing. Or let me say it a different way. In the gospel, in the declaration of Jesus crucified and resurrected, there's healing, there's power, there's blessing and judgment. So which one do you want? So basically, when the gospel's preached, that is what is presented. Because if you reject it, that's where he said it'd be worse for you than Sodom and Gomorrah. Whoa. Come on, somebody say whoa. whoa. So when we go out and when we send people out and when we, when we go, we're not, we're not going to win. We're going to be sent when we go. Understand that you are carrying the most important message that could ever be carried to any human being ever. You're more important. Carrying that word is more important than anything else. And that judgment and blessing are both in the hand of God when you present it. Now, you don't want to be mean-spirited. You want to be filled with love. But love, love disciplines, too. Love, love, love slaps. Love crucified the Son of God. Let's look just a little further and see what else the Lord will say to us here. The healing is tied to peace if a son of peace is there. It'll rest on you, then heal the sick, you know. It's hard to have healing where there's strife. Where there's envy and strife, James says, there's every evil practice. I've got a zero strife policy. I'm not going to have strife. Don't have strife in the church. Why? Because we'll kill it. We'll rebuke it. We'll correct it lovingly. Come on, warn a divisive person once, twice. Then what do you do with them? Then you have nothing to do with them. Some of you, some of you just... You entertain and, and, and have fellowship with division. Don't do that. How are you going to have the blessing of God if you allow for division to be in your life, in your marriage, in, in your home, with your kids? We don't allow division between siblings. Some of, your, some of you got some teenagers in your house, your kids. Well, they're kids. They fight. No. No, no. You don't allow for division. You don't allow for strife. You don't allow for anger. You don't allow for rage between your two kids just because they say they're kids. You don't allow that. You don't allow them to say, I hate you. You don't allow, you don't allow them to go to bed angry. I, you know, Hannah's working tonight. She'll be here a little bit later. My son Daniel's here somewhere. Where are you, Daniel? He's somewhere, Daniel. Okay, he's, he's helping with media. I loved that when we used to make Hannah and Daniel hold hands. They were little, yeah. I, I thought about doing it recently, but anyway, they're... When they were little, when they were, they'd be fighting, we would just make them, oh, no, no, you're not going to fight anymore. You're going to repent. You're going to ask each other for forgiveness. And they'd be like, please forgive me. You know, like, okay, then I'll hold hands. And they'd be like, <laughs> and they're going to hold hands until you're like loving the other person again. Isn't that right, Daniel? Give me an amen from the back. <laughs> Let's keep going here. Verse 9, whatever city you enter in, heal the sick, say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Now, 
is verse 11, the very dust of of the city that clings to your feet, wipe off, that's blessing and judgment. And here's here's the part that I'm going to close with tonight. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even demons are subject to us in your name. Say that. Lord, even demons are subject to us in your name. And verse 18, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Some say it's referring to Isaiah. I don't believe that. I believe it's referring to the power of darkness in that region. And the power of darkness in that region was, was diminished because people went to bring the kingdom. Your whole family can be saved. We could see a great revival, but we've got to do this. We've got to go. I'm so excited about our new season. I'm excited about the King's Army and evangelistic outreach. I'm so thrilled about all these different teams and and life groups that we have. You want to make sure you take one of these home. Why? Because we're sending people into the highways and byways. I'll tell you something. You You know how many people know that our church is here and what happens here? Almost no one. There's almost no one, oh, in Christian, you know, in Christendom, in, the, in, the Was, in Wasilla, in the valley, yeah, maybe. Sure, maybe they heard of our church or whatever. Listen, I'm not looking to get any transfer growth. We need a whole bunch of new people saved. There's 100,000 people out there, they say, from Talkeetna all the way to Chugach. 100,000 people, we, we've done the math before. I mean, just think about it logically. You know, this, this church has 1,000, this church has 1,000, maybe this one has 1,500, maybe 500 over here. I mean, you can start adding the math. You start maybe 500 here. Okay, uh, well, you start doing all the math on that. I mean, how many people actually you think are saved and born again and living in the valley? I mean, how many really? I mean, give me, give me a good number out of 100,000 people. How many people really do you think know the Lord? 30,000? I think that'd be generous. I think that would be very generous. So 70,000 people basically don't know the good news of Jesus. How are they going to find out? We're going to tell them. We're going to send people out. It's what we're called to do. Jesus goes on to say, I mean, it's a great day when you realize that you've got power over darkness, over sickness, over distance. I, I, I remember it's almost like, you know, it's like getting your new gun or something. You just can't wait to shoot it. Once you realize you have authority, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Once you realize you have authority, you know you have authority by, how, by whether you use it or not. You can say you have authority all you want, but if you don't see any devils running, you don't see any people getting healed, you don't see any victory in your life, then you don't have any. You just have it in word. You don't actually have it activated in your heart. Learning the word of God is important to renewing your mind, but that's only about 50% of it. You really want to walk in power and fire and zeal and passion. You've got to let that word get activated down in your heart, which is released into your life through the river that flows out of your belly to see the blind to see, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear, to see God's kingdom released. And many people never see that because they're not willing to jump off the cliff to take the risk. Faith is spelled risk. This week, I challenge you. I double dog dare you. Witness to somebody. Share your faith with somebody. When you see somebody sick, just pray. See if you can go pray for them. See what happens. Believe for a release of God's fire and power in your life. And I will tell you that this whole valley will come under a visitation. If, if the body of Christ would wake up and quit playing church. Is that a, are we playing church here? Well, on certain levels. Yeah, but let's not do that. Let's reach people this week. Amen? 
I got to finish. Saw Satan fall like lightning. It's as, as the people are sent, bringing the kingdom, bringing healing. The power of darkness diminishes. Verse 19, behold, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means will hurt you, which is, is good to know. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. That spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Written in heaven. Your names are written in heaven. It's your identity and who you are that you rejoice in. Walking in power and authority is just a byproduct of being a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Rejoice in the fact that you're born again. Rejoice in the fact that heaven is your home. Rejoice in the fact that God's on the throne and you're his favorite one and he's using you and he wants to use you. Can you say amen? Come on, rejoice in that. Not that you have got power. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody that just gets all about just the power of God. But it's not tied to a loving relationship and identity in Christ. It's, it's did we not cast out devils in your name? He said, get away from me, I never knew you. It's not about walking in power, it's about knowing him and being known by him. It's, it's about walking in identity and intimacy and community and community with God, communion with God, community with his, belief, with, his, with his church and releasing his power through you. It's not just releasing the power. There's power in the name of Jesus even if you're living for the devil. Wow. And it goes on to say that Jesus had a dance party. That's what I said. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, Father, I thank you, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them to these babes. Even so, Father, for seem good in your sight. My, my, my. We live in the greatest time in history to be able to send people out, and it has been a tremendous joy to work with this precious couple, to know them individually, and to, to work with you. It has been a great joy. Watched you become a great woman of God. Amen. Maylene, you moved here when you were 17. In fact, Pastor Alex had to have, uh, he was a guardian. Pastor Alex was her guardian when she moved here. She graduated from high school with honors. Had, her, had the opportunity of going to tremendous universities and decided to come to King's School of Ministry. I tried to talk her out of it. She was our first student. I said, you better pray. She says, okay. She took three days. We talked. I said, so? She says, yeah, the Lord wants me to come. I thought, oh, man, she probably missed God. Jesus. <laughs> I was so grateful. You didn't miss God. You're dead on. And uh, Minister Chris, what a joy. They're going to share for just a moment, and then we're going to pray over them and bless them. Would you put your hands together for these guys? Jeez, making us cry. All right. Wow, we're truly honored. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. An amazing place to be. KC is a church and unique that it is truly one church in many locations and one giant family, not just like the, uh, 
the classic, oh, my brother or sister in Christ, but, you know, you legit feel at home here. You're legitimately family, grafted into the vine, as it says. Um, very, very hard decision for us to leave. I shared a little bit um, a couple weeks ago with, when Pastor Kirsten had us um, up here, but just letting everyone know that we have prayed for almost half a year now what we should do. Um, God was calling me home, and I felt like I should go home um, after my sister passed away. I had a younger sister. She was 27, and um, I feel, I, I really felt the, the call of just God calling me back home to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I wasn't born there, but I was raised there, and my whole family's there, so I'm really excited to see that. I tried Maui, where Maylene's family's from. It's all right. I was there Eight years, <laughs> but we, we, I enjoyed Maui, and I'm sure you liked uh, Maui too, but um, yeah, we're, we're going back to Tulsa, excited, excited, excited to see what God has next for our life. It's like a whole new chapter. We've been married six months now, so it's, it's, it's like right off the heels of our marriage, so it's like all these new things are happening and changes, so we're very excited to see what God has in store for us. It's taking a step of faith. And you know what? God provides when you take that step. You, you know, it's like, it's the classic saying, you can talk a big talk, but it's like, you need, can you walk the walk, right? So when we said, yes, we're moving, it was like, okay, well then X, Y, and Z have to happen. Money has to happen, all these things. And God has provided, like we have a house waiting for us in Tulsa. It's crazy. God has definitely provided Time and time again. That doesn't make it any easier leaving here, that's for sure. This is definitely a family. The Brackens, all the staff, <laughs> Pastor Vincent family, the Pisonis, even the, the newcomers, the Kimuras. We've known them from Maui. And all the locals here, the locals on Maui that have moved here and that we know, it's like, oh, how's my brat ass? So, so it's like crazy. You know someone from a long time ago on Maui, then you move up here, and here they are, and it's just, it's amazing. So excited to go, but not excited to leave. Let's just say that. Very hard, very bittersweet for us. We've definitely um, felt the love of the family of this church, so we want to say we love you tonight. We feel so honored, and we, we are planning, we are planning to come visit, definitely come visit, so this is definitely not the last you've seen of us. And we can always FaceTime. So <laughs> that's a good thing, Maylene. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has poured out into me since I was 17 here in Alaska. Um, Casey is my family. So I've been a part of Casey since I was in the fifth grade. I got plugged in through the bus ministry. Um, pastor Kirsten was my children's pastor. For some of you guys that know, um, Pastor Alex was my youth pastor, or in junior high pastor. Pastor Josh and Shannon were my youth pastors, and Pastor Daniel and Bracken were my KSM directors, so for college. But um, God has definitely done a lot of work in me, praise God. He, his grace has been upon my life because, um, so my, uh, I wasn't, I didn't get raised up in the church. My family's actually not saved yet. In the name of Jesus, they will be. So I'm so thankful for my spiritual family, my spiritual mother and father who have poured out, those that have also poured out into me. I would not be here today without your wisdom and your guidance, and I'm just so thankful and grateful. 
Oh, and yeah, the Betzels, who have been my guardians since I got married. <laughs> I've been with them for that long. So I love you guys if you're online. Um, but I'm just so grateful for Casey. So this step of faith is definitely hard for the both of us, especially for me, because I've been here since, you know, I was 17. So like leaving KC is really hard. So I'm like, God, you need to speak to me. And he did. He gave me the peace. I was doing um, devotionals. I think Chris was like washing his hands or shaving or something. And I just started crying because it was something that we were praying about for a long time. And God just immediately, instantly gave me peace. And I'm like, okay, this is, I think this is what we're, we have to do. And he was like, what? Because he didn't really try to force it on me. But I knew once, you know, that happened that this peace just came over me and what Pastor Daniel was preaching about. So it was amazing. So I just encourage you for those who are struggling and don't know how, how to hear God's voice. Sometimes you just need to take a step of faith and continue to heed his voice, to read your word. It's amazing how, how God can definitely do work through you. So excited for this new move, and I'm really um, going to miss you guys. You guys are my family, but we will definitely be up here to visit. So God bless. Amen. We love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Davises. Thank you, Davis Ohana. Pastor Kirsten and Pastor Kimmy, Minister Kimmy are in Maui right now doing one of our lifelong friends' wedding. It's hilarious. They've liked each other since fourth grade, and they're finally getting married. It's hilarious, but yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. They're, the, they're down there. We already cried and hugged them and said our goodbyes to them, but we definitely want to hug everyone here tonight, and I just want to show our pre appreciation. We're so grateful to handshakes and hugs every time we walk in this building and smiles and joking together. It's been a treat and an honor working at KC with you. And <laughs> who knows, maybe one day we'll be back and be doing it again, but it's definitely bittersweet. We love you all. Thank you so much. Come on, we're going to pray over them. Uh, I'd like my, my staff uh, to come. Would you come? And then we're going to we're going we're gonna to bless them. And uh, they're heading down the Alcan like tomorrow morning, right? Oh, sorry, tonight. So, so we're, we're just going to bless them and uh, not going to take an offering that goes through the church. We're just going to get a bucket and bless them if you feel led to do that. I certainly do. I want to send them off. We'll help them with gas and help them with their trip. And if you feel led to be a part of that, you can begin to prepare that right now. But let's go ahead and pray. All the staff, ministers, would you come? Josh, would you carry this off, please? Why don't you guys come? I'm a symmetrical kind of a guy, so if you could just kind of come to the center, just gravitate this way. Oh, May, are you crying? She is. All right. <laughs> I don't see you cry too often. Come on, reach your hands towards these guys. We'll forget the symmetry. It's a good spot right there. Father, we thank you. Come on, stand up on your feet. Reach your hands towards him. Father, we thank you. We send them off, God, with power and unction into your hands to be used by you.
I thank you for the mantle that rests upon this couple. The season of preparation that they're in. Lord, you're preparing them. You're preparing them, God, for greater things, even to go to glory to glory. God, you'd carry them through the Alcan. You'd carry them all the way on this marvelous journey back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. A wonderful time, Lord, a celebration with his family. And I pray that you would establish them there, that you would prosper them there, and the different dreams that they have, that you would fulfill everything according to your plan and will as they delight themselves in you. I thank you for all that you have. May the power of God, the blessing of God, may the power of God and the blessing of God locate them everywhere they go. And God, if it be your will to bring them back, we'd rejoice in that too. Use them, God. We send them. Even as you were manifested that you might destroy the works of the devil, even so you send these couple, God, to destroy the works of the devil, to release kingdom resources, the blessing of God. Divine help, blessing, fire, anointing, power. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for these guys.